Welcome to the Parent Coach Podcast, where family problems are simplified. I'm your host, Brant Noe. I'm a licensed clinical social worker that has specialized working with children and families throughout my career. The intent of this podcast is to help you simplify the challenges you're facing at home, build your self-awareness and insight, offer you advice, ideas, and teach you skills to develop healthy and effective relationships with your children so that you can have hope for their future and the confidence that you can deal with all the challenges that come with growing up. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. So today we're going to answer the question of how do I get my kids to stop fighting? It's probably one of the most common complaints I hear from parents because uh, kids fight. And the short end of the truth is, is that you're not going to ever keep your kids from disagreeing. They are different people, they're different personalities, and they are always going to find a way to disagree on just about anything. And so, like most things, it goes into the preparation of what you're going to do with them when things go awry. And so I've got three basic principles that I would want you to apply to help your kids from stopping doing the fighting and getting along so that you can teach them to be the type of people to work things out. Because at the end of the day, what the sibling relationship does well, if if you use it for it, is really helping them problem solve, learn to regulate their emotions, and teamwork. And so there's the emotional bond between siblings, between all family members for that matter. It, it makes it very hard to not get upset when someone does something because generally when there's the emotional bond of what's true with family members is that we tend to take the things they do personally. And, and I'm guilty of this just as much as the next person where my kids do something and I take it as they're doing it to me on purpose when the truth is most likely they're not doing it to me on purpose. They're just being them and it annoys the bejesus out of me. And so one of the things that definitely annoys most parents and me is when kids fight or when any family member fights. And so there are three things that I think you can do to assist a family in learning how to negotiate these kinds of dramas. One of the best things that happened this weekend was that my kids started fighting and I put two of the practices into play and the practices into play um, worked really well. So I'm going to go into those in just a little bit, but first I'm going to tell you the, the, the most important thing you have to do, and this starts from day one. It's to consistently build in the value that the other sibling has. So the love for the siblings. And this is great because, and this actually isn't too hard to do because I've seen some kids fight a lot. And then when it's time to come to one of the siblings protecting the other one, most kids don't stand a chance. So siblings like to tease each other, but when it comes to other people picking on their, on their sibling, they don't, they don't have it at all. So there's a lot of love often in the relationship. That's really the foundation of what we're trying to do when our kids are fighting and they're not getting along is that we're trying to build on that foundation. Because if we can build on that foundation, then it's going to help them have healthier relationships in the future. And at the end of the day, I think that's what most parents want. I want my kids to grow up, marry someone nice, and be able to negotiate that relationship with as much ease as possible because there's always going to be conflict in relationships because there's always going to be disagreements. So it's not a question of if, and it's not even a question of when, it's a question of when it happens, are you prepared to deal with the struggles when they come? And this is what kids aren't built to do. They're not prepared to do coming out of the womb. Hey, I know how to solve problems. And a kid who avoids confrontation can be just as problematic as a kid who engages in confrontation because we want them to be able to engage in the conflict, for lack of a better word, but do it in a most respectful way. 
I had worked with this mom for and her child for about a year. I used canine assisted therapy with them. And what I did was I taught the, the young man how to be assertive through training my dog. And then I had him teach his mother how to train the dog. And so his assertiveness training is what we did was teaching him that he could vocalize his thoughts and feelings to his mom. And she improved in her ability to accept those vocalizations. And one day she came to me and she said, I don't want my kid to talk back to me. She's like, you'll probably, you don't want them to talk back to you. And I said, well, of course I want them to talk back to me. I just want them to do it in a respectful way, which is what we're trying to teach your kid. And we did. And that was the best part about it was that they learned how to communicate about difficult things. So the first thing that you do is that you have to reinforce the value of the relationship. You, you can do that in a multitude of different ways is getting the other person to see that the other person has value. And again, most of that is some built-in stuff because they are family and there is an emotional bond. And so you want to ensure that that emotional bond they have with their sibling is really upfront and personal with them so they can, they can see that value. The, the next thing you got to do, and this is really the hardest skill I think to build in all the skills, because this is the actual skill you're trying to build with your kids is that when my kids fight and I say, what's the problem? What I've trained my kids to do over the years is to say, the problem is what it is they're doing. Cause if you think about most kids, most kids don't do that. If you say to a problem, you'd say, what's the problem, little Johnny and little Johnny would respond with, he's doing this to me, or she did that to me, or I'm mad at them for this and this and this and this. And we externalize blame onto the other person because we're in our emotions. We're feeling this thing and we see them as the person who made us feel this way. And whatever they did was the incitement of those feelings. And so we blame it on them and not, and, and maybe there is a little blame to go around. But what kids don't know and what they don't do great on the front end is, is that they don't realize that they contribute to that unhealthy pattern of behavior. They assist in or participate in the process of bringing about that confrontation. And so by taking this skill and teaching them early, because this is something that my kids, it took them years to master. And I don't even know if I would say they've mastered it yet, but it's taken them a long time to get this good at it is when I say, what's the problem? They say, here's what I did to cause the problem. So in this fight this weekend, my son and my daughter were having is my daughter came in and took her pencil back from her brother that she gave him. He got very upset that she took the pencil and he started screaming at her and she started screaming at him and he slammed his door on her. And so I, I go and I say, what's the problem? Or my son says, sorry, first he says, well, I was screaming at my sister. Okay, great. And I said, what's the problem? And she looks at him and she's like, I don't know. And so, and, and this is not a bad thing. This is when, when your kid says, I don't know, this isn't bad because they're often so stuck in their emotional state that they can't even bring about the idea oftentimes of what they did. And this again, goes back to the value of the relationship because the moment she says, I don't know, my next prompt is really clear. It's well, then ask your brother. Because now when she asks her brother, what did I do wrong? And then he tells her what she did wrong. She's asked for that advice that he's giving that advice to her voluntarily. And she has to accept it because now she's asked for it. So she can't get mad at him when he says you came in my room and you took that pencil back and it really hurt my feelings. And then I said, does that make sense to you? And she goes, yeah. And then I do some basic validation of the pain and the hurt that they're experiencing at that moment because they're both hurt. 
And this is the, the most truest thing in relationships is often when there's conflict, both people are hurt, whether they show it or not. And the thing is when both people are hurt, whether you show it, whether they show it or not, if you can recognize that you're both hurting and you can let go of whatever it is and realize that's not what you want to happen, then it opens you up to negotiating about how to solve the actual problem. And that's what you want to do in relationships. But it's hard to do that, and it's something that you have to train people to do. You have to train your children. You have to train yourselves. You have to train your marital relationship to be able to answer that question of, hey, here's what I'm doing to cause to make this problem worse. And that takes a lot of strength to be able to sit and go, here's what I'm doing wrong, and to acknowledge it. Because once you realize you're the one doing wrong and you're the one causing the pain, then what you can do is then you can ask for forgiveness. And we'll talk about forgiveness at, on a podcast because we'll go a little deeper into a forgiveness because it's one of the most powerful things we do for, for each other. So once that forgiveness is established, then you can move forward with the renegotiating. Now, I asked my kids in this specific instance, I said, kids, I said, do you think this is a problem you can negotiate amongst yourselves or do you need me here to help manage that? Because the next question is, well, do they have the skill set to manage whatever the problem was they're trying to solve? Because the reason the emotions are getting high is because they're trying to solve a problem that might actually be more complex than they actually know how to solve because they're kids. And so my job at that moment is to evaluate whether or not I think this is a problem they can solve. And the best way to do it is to give them the agency of, hey, do you think you can solve this problem? Now, that doesn't mean it's going to work. It doesn't mean it's not going to work. It's just giving them, handing the power over them, the choice to solve the problem or not. And this is actually a really important step in this process because if they can learn how to negotiate and deal with strong emotions and put those emotions aside, allow for forgiveness, and then come to a conclusion that that everyone feels like they had an equal say in the outcome, then that's what we want to do because that's what it means to manage relationships. And that's really what we're trying to do is how do we get better at managing our relationships with the people that we care about? And that care about goes back to that value that we've been instilling in them since day one. Now, sometimes I let my kids play fight and all I tell them is, hey, you don't get to get mad. You have to make the choice of what you're willing and allowing to do. Does it go too far? Almost always. That's when I step in. I said, okay, now we're at a place where I have to manage it. And I try my best to not manage as much as I can because I want them to manage it. I want them to set the boundaries of what's okay in their relationship and what's not okay in their relationship. And as they're learning to negotiate that, they're building this skill set in that someday when they have more complicated, complex relationships that are strife with emotion, they're going to be able to step back out of that turmoil and then be able to negotiate that relationship. Now, this is one of those instances where it didn't work out very well, actually. I went and got in the shower, and the next thing I know, my kids are back at it, getting mad at each other. My wife tells me that my daughter went in her room and was said, I'm going to write him a note that says I hate him. And that's a powerful thing, because she doesn't just say it. She's going to take the time to write it, which means she means it. She is so angry and hurt by him at this moment. But the interesting part about it, it's over a pencil that she gave him in Texas. And now she wants this pencil back. The next step in this process is really about going back to that value. So when it goes too far and they can't manage the argument themselves, then it's going back to bringing in the value. Then I sat down with my son 
And I said, was it worth it? He's like, well, what do you mean? Was it worth it? I said, your sister is in her room right now, writing you a note that says, I hate you. And I said, is the battle worth it at the end of the day? He's like, well, what do you mean? This pencil, is this pencil so important that it was worth getting your sister to say, I hate you? And he looks down and looks sad and says, no. I'm like, what would you rather have, the pencil or a good relationship with your sister? He's like, a good relationship with my sister? Okay. So do you think you should go in there and say, I'm really sorry that we fought, but the pencil isn't worth it? I would much rather have a better relationship with you than have that pencil. Then I sat down with my daughter. I said, was it worth it to you? She's like, well, what do you mean? Because they don't understand. And this is the most, one of the most important things to realize about kids. They don't understand the intricacies and complexities of how relationships work. They think that relationships are just mostly here on the surface, but they're not. The, the pain that is getting caused is going deeper, and it means something more. They're engaged in a tug-of-war where they're trying to pull the other one in the mud. And once one of them falls in the mud, that's not good. Like, we want to avoid that peace at all costs. So I said, was it worth it? Your brother is so angry at you now because of this pencil. I'm like, do you think at the end of the day, because you have five of the pencils just like this, is it worth having a bad relationship with your brother? Her little head dropped, and she said, no. And I said, okay, maybe you walk in the room and say, I really want to have a better relationship with you. And at the end of the day, this pencil isn't worth it. And so it's more important to me that we continue our good relationship. I'm sorry for fighting with you. And then they get forgiveness. I never heard it about it again. About 20, 30 minutes later, I said, hey, how did that all sort out? And they said, we figured it out. And here's the best part of their response. We figured it out. I didn't force them to figure it out. I didn't twist their arm and say, you figured out or else. I didn't lay down consequences or laws. All I did was get back to the end of reminding them the value of their relationship. But that value has been built in their relationship over the years. And so if you have a kid who's fighting now, it might be a little harder to start. But I promise you that your children deep down love each other. What they don't do is they don't trust one another. And so the question becomes is how do we start building that trust back into relationship? I have seen kids at each other's throat who at the end of the day love each other more than you can imagine based on all the things they've been through together. And they've been through hell and back. And even though they love each other, they don't trust themselves, they don't trust their siblings, and they don't trust anyone else to be, to be true. And so the question is, well, how do we build that trust back between them? And that's where the goal of saying, I forgive you, is, and letting it go. And that's a hard step, and it's got to be a conscious step. It just can't be some memorized, mechanized response to the situation to make the pain go away. You have to actually have to mean it, and they have to learn how to mean it. So at the beginning of the day, if we want to stop our kids from fighting, it's not about keeping them from disagreeing or not seeing eye to eye. It's actually teaching them how to solve these kinds of differences, because they both have valid points of view. My son doesn't want it, shouldn't get the pencil taken away from him after she gave it to him, and my daughter does not deserve to be yelled at. So both of them are correct. Both of them feel hurt. So it's not trying to negotiate who feels more of what, who got it worse than the other. It's how do we help them learn to maintain the trust in the relationship, the value in the relationship. Here are my helpful tip for the day is when your children are fighting, realize they're fighting because they're both hurt. And if they're both hurt, then help them stop and validate that they're both hurt. Help them to understand that what they're doing is hurting the other. It's not about right or wrong. It's just about the fact that they're causing hurt to the other. And if you can get them to see that they're causing hurt to the other, 
then maybe they'll be willing to stop because there is value in that relationship. Go through the course, video two on trust, and go through that process of helping them to reestablish a sense of trust. Because if you can develop a sense of trust between them, and they can see and acknowledge the love between one another. And then they can develop the strength to identify when they're making a mistake and then sort that out. Then the odds are they're gonna learn how to negotiate relationships. They're gonna learn how to work with not just their sibling, but they're gonna learn how to work with other people. And that at the end of the day is what we're trying to build as parents. That's what we're trying to build as people. We wanna be engaged with people who are invested in the relationship, who are willing to put forth the effort and be their best. I hope this was helpful today. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you realize that even thinking how your relationship with your child could be better is an important step in the process. If you'd like more information on building a strong relationship with your child, go to theparentingcoach.com to learn more. Please subscribe to the podcast or visit Brant the Parenting Coach on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great day.